Hello, listeners. This is Rand from Randomosity. As you can tell, I'm in my car. Again. <laughs> I'm probably going to be in my car for a while with, like, I'm um, giving up... Uh, sorry, not giving up. Giving updates on my podcast, like my radio plays, and also for upcoming episodes that you'll be glad to hear. Literally. So, last week, we listened to... Oh, sorry. Uh, last week... I gave a review on the movie Malignant, and then I rolled some dice of what movie to watch next. And the movie ended up being Reanimator. So, for this upcoming episode, I'm going to be talking about Reanimator and whether I liked it or not as a film or as like a scary movie or something because. Um, that was what we rolled, coincidentally. I wasn't planning on watching, like, a horror movie after watching a horror movie, but it happened. So, but we'll get some other things going on there with the genres. I already pre-diced some movies that I wanted to watch for up to, like, um, ten, I think? Or is it seven? I can't remember. But, that may change because I want to be able to create, like, a little mystery, like, oh... We're going to do this movie, but we're going to do this one instead. So, <clears throat> unlike before, we're going to be, like, rolling dice based on um, the decade the movie was released. Or even, like, um, the decade that it's portraying. So, it's not going to be, like, strictly, oh, it's going to be a 1980s movie that was released. But it can also be... Um, a movie that was set in the 1980s, if that makes sense. So that way um, we have more variety and that isn't just strict on um, only made in the 1980s. So I like that idea that I'm going to be doing. And we're also going to pick the genre and um, then what type of villain it's going to have. So... And the villain can range from, um, like, man versus animal, man versus monster, man versus, like, supervillain, man versus nature, all that jazz and stuff. And so, just as, like, an update of what we're going to be doing for this upcoming episode, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. Oh, and, um, a little update. I haven't, um... Well, my radio plays are slowly coming, and they're going to be coming out randomly out of spurts and stuff, but the movie reviews is going to be constant. It's going to be every Thursday night, at 8 o'clock, Mountain, uh, Mountain Standard Time, so look forward to that every week, and um, yeah, so that's going to be the update, and I'm going to take a little break, and then we'll talk a little more about Reanimator. Okay, I'm back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, my review, that yeah, my movie review, I almost said my Ruby movie, which wouldn't make sense anyway. Mixing my letters or luxing my letters. <laughs> my letters. <laughs> anyway, so my movie review, <clears throat> I can say this. This is what happens when you're doing things live and not edit, but it's okay. My movie review for Reanimator goes like this. So, spoiler alert, 
for those who have not seen Reanimator, it's a 1980s film, so if you haven't seen it already, it's okay, but I'm going to spoil it for you anyway. So, it starts off with a guy, I'm trying to remember their names, I'm just trying to remember just the plot and stuff, but he's in Swiss Germany, where um, he's trying to help with uh, one of the, the, the doctors he's working with, and it's clear to see that the doctor is in pain, and he's like bleeding out of his eyes and stuff like that. Oh, before I get to all that, like this movie is rated R for blood, gore, language, and nudity. I was not prepared for that part because I don't like watching movies with nudity in it because to me, that's something that should not be shown in cinema. Like, I don't care what James Cameron says about Titanic, of that being art, that's not art. That's forcing pornography on a younger audience, my friend. But anyway, so, um, so now, like, to pick up where I left off with the doctor that's, like, bleeding out of his eyes, and the other younger doctor, like, it's an older doctor that's bleeding out of his eyes, the younger doctor is trying to help him Presumably, like you think he is, and all these doctors are talking to him in German, like asking him what he's doing, and I could understand what he's doing. I, I mean, I could understand German because I took German in, in high school, so I was like, without subtitles, I was like, yeah, that, that checks out. So, yeah. So, um, and but he's responding in English, which is kind of funny because it's like um, in Star Wars. Like, the original Star Wars from 1977, I'm just going to call it the original Star Wars because it wasn't called A New Hope until much later. So anyway, um, because like Han Solo, he's, spe he's speaking English, but he's understanding an, an alien language still, and he's not like speaking alien to them, so they're like understanding each other regardless. So it's kind of like that, like he, the guy, he's listening to them the other doctors that are speaking German to him, and the younger doctor is responding in English, and he's like, yeah. it's like really weird, well, it's weird-ish, but anyway, it's like, um, that's what's going on for a little bit, and they're like asking him, like, well, why is he dead? They're like, you killed him. He's like, I didn't kill him. I gave him life. And I was like, it's like, he didn't die. I gave him life. And they're like, oh, so this whole thing is going to be about getting life and stuff like that. So, and... I'm just gonna say I read the book Reanimator by H.P. Lovecraft before watching this. Thank goodness. I'm I'm an avid reader, or at least I try to be. I'm trying to make my goal of reading um, 56 books this year because apparently I read more than that last year, and I was trying to go for just 21 books that year because of year 21. It's like I'll just finish that. But since I finished like 56 books last year, it's like okay, I think I can finish more than that, so that's what I'm trying to go for. Anywho, so yeah, I did read The Reanimator by H.P. Lovecraft before watching the movie, and the whole, like, based on literature thing, it's loosely based on H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. Like, the closest thing they have is that they kept the title and 
there's some people being reanimated, like becoming zombies or taking life in a new form. So that's basically the extent of the adaption, like how closely um, adapted it was. It kind of reminded me of like with World War Z with Brad Pitt in there. Excuse me. Burped a little bit, but we're good. Um, because I also read the book of World War Z before seeing the movie, and I hated it. Like, sorry, this is a side tangent, but I'll come back to Reanimator a little bit. But it's just a, an example of like why it bothered me. Like, they just took the name of the movie, World War Z, and just slapped Brad Pitt in the role, and didn't go over all the stories of what was happening in World War Z, the book, by Max Brooks, who is Mel Brooks' son. And, um, I didn't like it because it didn't go into detail for, like, finding the origin, like, where it all started and stuff, because the book, when you're reading it, I, I listened to it in an audiobook, so it was really cool going from country to country of, like, um, well, not journal entries, more like, um, the main character, he's going through country to country, and the voices change based on where he is, and it's really cool with the audiobook. If you get a chance to listen to it on audiobook, that's, like, one of the best books to listen to as an audiobook, as an audiobook, because... As the main character is traveling, he's meeting all these new people from the Middle East, China, and it's just really cool. Like, you get to hear a variety of voices, and you're easily entertained. It's not just, like, one voice trying to um, imitate different accents all around the world. It's other act voice actors from other countries um, making it entertaining to listen to. So, yeah. So... Yeah, that's my bit about that. It's like, Reanimator is kind of like World War Z, where they just took the name and took kind of the idea, but it was very, very, very watered down, loosely adapted from H.P. Lovecraft Reanimator. If I remember right, in the book Reanimator, um, the Reanimator in there, um, he's, he's like a gravedigger in a way, and kind of like Frankenstein, like with Frankenstein as a monster, where he's getting all these body parts and um, trying to see what he can do with it, like create life from death and stuff. And But it's very racist in the book. Like, he, the reanimator uses monkeys and also uses dead black people in it and compares them that they're just experiments and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. If I was like thinking, if this got like a true adaption today, it would not sit well with what was go what's going on right now because a lot of people would be like, oh man, H.P. Lovecraft is racist. He is. He is racist. So with the 1980s version of the said work, um, there is no race involved strictly white, and see, I don't think I remember seeing a black person in there, so they probably knew that it was going to be really racist if they took the source material 
uh, word for word or whatever. But, um, yeah. And, um, but anyway, we'll go back. We're going to go back to the movie and I'll give my, I'll even give my review. Well, I'm obviously going to give my review for the movie, but I'm going to give my review for the book that's based on. And the movie, um, it just find out that, uh, the, I guess like the main character in a way, he's, um, going back to America and trying to study more, and he finds out that, um, there's, like, a, a professor there that used to be the professor for the doctor that died in the beginning with the bleeding eyes, and, um, he finds out that he's not doing the same work that was done before with, like, um, prolonging life, if you will, or trying to find a way to extend life, so the main character, uh, trying to remember his name, yeah, try to forget his name, try to remember his name, but he's, he's kind of like the Frankenstein, as in Frankenstein, but not Frankenstein's monster, of trying to reanimate corpses, and he's trying to uh, find ways to extend life beyond, like, X amount of seconds and stuff, and trying to make it longer and everything like that. But he sees that the other professor that's in America is not following the procedure that they were taught. And I guess the professor is like um, trying to um, keep a hush because he th thinks that he's going to be in the loony bin if he continues that practice. And then we got like a side story going on with a girl and a guy, and they love each other, but it's kind of like a forbidden love because. Um, he has to get his approval from the dad, and the dad is a doctor of the of the place that the other guy, the main character, the reanimator, is trying to um, work with uh, his theories of prolonging life. And looking back on that, they didn't need those two. I mean, I think they just slapped it on there so they can show some nudity and. Um, show that they really loved each other and stuff like that. It's like, we don't need that. Um, they could have just, with that, the, those two couples of the love interest, they could have just taken out the, the guy and kept the reanimator, because they look the same. When I first saw it, I thought it was a flashback. Like, he looked younger than the reanimator character, the boy, the interest, the boy interest, and then the girl interest, I guess. I feel like they just had to put like a, them together to bring an audience that's going to love a love story in there. It's like, but it wasn't really a love story. It was more of a lust story. Because, again, with all the nudity that I saw, I was like, I didn't see that. So, thank you, but no thanks. So, yeah. I personally think that they could have just taken that out and it would have been a better film. Honestly, I think that if they were to just stick with the original source material and maybe be light on the racism, it could be a decent film. But, yeah. Anyway. Because it was with the time on that one. So, what ends up happening is uh, the reanimator guy, um, he starts experimenting and starts with like a cat. And that was, the cat was the the girlfriend's cat, 
And so she's finding out that the cat is alive after being dead and stuff, and he was trying to make, make it better because he was like saying that the cat died from suffocating in the bag when he was looking for food and stuff. And so he was trying to reanimate it, but it failed, and it was like, oh, of course. So, but it did come to life for a little bit and was attacking him, and it was kind of funny how they did that with the practical effects. They just had like a stuffed cat, like, um, latching onto him like Garfield on a windshield. <laughs> And like a Garfield cat on the windshield, and it was just like funny. It was more hilarious than like, oh no, the cat's gonna bite him and stuff. So it was just slapstick. So, and that was like his taste of uh, reanimating and trying to make it like work and prolonging the life of the cat, and it failed. So then he tried to do, um, and it kind of reminded me of like a. Uh, dead Alive, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, a little bit with the cat, like, scenario thing, and it came, I think it came afterwards, I can't remember, but, uh, anyway, so, as, uh, as the time progresses, they're trying to, um, the reanimator is trying to, he decides to go bigger, by going into the morgue and testing out some subjects there to see if it will work. And so he does. And like any horror movie trope, it doesn't work at first. You have to give it some more time. And then the scare comes. Like, oh no, he's awake. And of course it's going to be in the morgue, so all the bodies that they test on there are naked. So you're going to get like... Um, but the nudity that you would get sometimes would be just the buttocks of those dead corpses that were reanimated. And it's understandable that that would happen because in the morgue they're like bare. But there are other ways that you can cheat and make it look like that they are naked without showing it. Like show their ankles or something. That's what I've done if I was in the editing chair like to make it that way. But I think that they were... I think what probably happened when the, they were making this film was they were trying to get an R rating, like for a mature audience, but couldn't because they didn't have enough gore, they didn't have enough bad language and stuff, so they had to throw in nudity in there so that it could get that R rating. And I hate it when movies do that because it's like um, they're forcing it to get that rating so you can get like a certain demographic and stuff like that. So, yeah, anyway. So, that's what ends up happening, and they're fighting this corpse of corpses, like, trying to kill them. They're trying to calm it down, but it's not working, so... Then, all of a sudden, um... The doctor, the, the father of the girl who is the doctor... The head, excuse me, the head doctor... Finds out that there's, like, a love interest going around with her daughter, so he wants to confront the the boyfriend about it and tell him to never see her daughter ever again and as he's doing so he's walking into the morgue and then the one of the corpses that's reanimated knocks the door down and flattens the dude breaking his nose and probably breaking his skull a little bit because he eventually dies and then the reanimator I'm just going to call the main character the one that we're following the main the reanimator um he then says, like, oh, we got a fresh one. Let's let's fix this guy. Let's see if this guy can be reanimated. 
And the boyfriend's like, oh no, I don't want to do this because this is all a dream. This can't be real. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but it is. You're in a horror movie. Get used to it. So they inject this like green serum. Sorry, I forgot to mention that, but they have this like green serum that reanimates people. And they inject it into the um the, the father. And he immediately comes back, but he's like very hostile. And um he he starts attacking, but then once his daughter comes in, he realizes the errors of, of his way, because it's kind of like showing that there's a little bit of humanity in him, even though he's a zombie. So they, um, so when he his daughter comes in, uh, his dad, that is now a reanimated corpse, um, uh, just falls back and doesn't, uh, continue strangling the boyfriend. And I think the reason he's strangling the boyfriend is because, well, and the reanimator, is because he equally hates them, and he will continue to hate them after he dies. So, and that's why he's strangling them and stuff like that. And then there's this other, the other professor I was talking about, I forgot his name, but he was the guy that um, the reanimator was, like, confronting about not continuing the practice of reanimating corpses and stuff. And so... When he sees that the father, who's also a doctor, is reanimated, he wants to know how it works. So then he um, talks to the reanimator, and um, and blackmails him for his work and stuff if he doesn't give it to him fully, and he can take the credit for it because of how it works easily. And so. And so he has, he has to, but then the reanimator doesn't want him to take the credit. So, what does he do? He cuts his head off. He cuts the professor's head off with a shovel. And those are some pretty cool practical, practical effects. Like, it made it believable that it actually happened, so that's pretty cool. Um, and that's when it went, like, really weird. Because I, I will... Will admit there was a funny part when he puts the the head he puts the head of the professor in the tub and it just would not stay. So then he uh, just stick, sticks it on like the little metal pike thingy so that it would stay and he could look at it. And then he gets an idea to reanimate the head of the professor and also the body that's detached from it. And we're all. I'm like thinking from the very first part, I was like, you don't want to do that. Just reanimate the head. You reanimate the body. Yeah, yeah, you're curious. You're like, I'll just try this out, see if this works. And it does. And then you find out, and then the head is alive, the professor, and also the body is. So then the body knocks the uh, reanimator's head, knocks him out, basically. And. <laughs> So that's when it gets like really weird because then the professor, who is like a talking head, and he's using his body to um, go to the morgue and reanimate like an army of corpses basically. Don't know why he wanted to do that, like just to see if he could and stuff. Like, I'm thinking, why is he reanimating these corpses? I mean, why? Are they going to be like a. Who's he going to try to 
control of the world or something, or create like an army of uh, mindless zombies. And he was going to plan on lobotomizing them too, so that they will obey him at will and everything. And it's just bonkers after that, because then the professor, the detached head, he shows that he has love for uh, the father's daughter. And then he wants to... I'm just going to say he wants to lust after her. So he tries to with his head. And and this is where the nudity thing comes in. It was like unnecessary. It was just like... Um, they needed an R rating. And that's what they did. So... And then eventually... Um, those reanimated corpses were... Oh, yeah. Um, so then the reanimator and the boyfriend, they come together after the reanimator comes to, because he got knocked out, and, um, they need, they formulate a plan of how to stop the professor and stuff like that and get the serum so it doesn't get into the wrong hands, and we're now seeing that once it's in the wrong hands of somebody who doesn't know how to deal with this crap, um, it goes bonkers, and, um, then once the professor, the nearly headless Nick professor, is headless, but he carries his head around. He's like the headless horseman. But he reanimates the other corpses in the morgue to attack the reanimator and the boyfriend and the girlfriend that are together trying to stop them. And in the process, um, we see that the reanimator is being attacked off screen, so we don't know if he survives or not. But the boyfriend gets the serum that, and all, and the book uh, that the reanimator was using for like study and stuff about how to reanimate corpses. And so he took that and he's taking that with him, with and going with his girlfriend, going up the elevator. And then all of a sudden, a corpse comes in and attacks the girlfriend. And strangles her to death, so she dies. And this part was, like, really weird. I was like, you just waste time. So, what he did was, like, they're in the elevator. It's, like, partly open and stuff. And then, and he's wasting so much time, he's gonna, he goes out of the elevator, where his girlfriend is inside the elevator with the corpse, partly in the elevator, strangling her. So he's like, I'm gonna be out back in a second, I'm gonna go get an axe. He doesn't say that, but that's basically what he did. He ran to get an axe that's, like, across the room, wasting time. It, like, took him, like, maybe five or ten seconds, maybe even more, to get the axe, like, break it from the glass and get the axe, and then cut off the arm of the zombie, or the reanimated corpse, and push the zombie away from the elevator, only to find out that his girlfriend is dead from the strangling. And I'm like thinking, dude, you could have pried the fingers. You could have just done that and just kicked the zombie out the way. But no, he had to go out of his way, go over an obstacle, get an axe. Sorry, I squeaked. Get an axe and... Yeah, just get an axe and then cut the arm of the corpse to free his girlfriend. And so she's dead and... He then tries to take her to the emergency room since we're all in the the, the hospital and everything is going like uh, ape crap right now. And he's trying to bring her back to life using CPR and everything like that. 
because in the movie you see that this um, boyfriend character, he was um, giving CPR to a lady and then she died, and he didn't want to accept that. He was like thinking that if he held out a little longer, she would live. So it was a callback to that that he was um, trying to let her live, but she eventually died, and he couldn't perform CPR on her anymore to bring her back. So what does he do? He has a serum in his hand and decides to inject her and it fades to black but all that you see is the glowing serum in the darkness and you see the glowing serum empty and into the girl as it's being pushed in with a syringe and that's black pitch black and then you hear the girl screaming so it's like oh she's back and that that's how it ends I love the ending. The ending was really cool. Um, again, it could not... It, it can do this without the nudity, to be honest. Like, I hate it when movies force nudity like that just to get into movie rating because they're reaching a mature demographic because a mature demographic has money. Kids don't have money. Kids are not going to see that unless they want to sneak away from their parents and see it late at night, then they can. It's inevitable. So, yeah, lock your TVs or lock your entertainment center. <laughs> Anyway, so, that was a spoiler of what happened with Reanimator if you haven't seen it. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I give this movie a 3 out of 10 stars. And that's mostly because it was, uh, it was really corny. Obviously, it's in the 80s. The directors are probably in the process of like trying to create a story and stuff like that. But it felt like the director was wanting to I felt like he was forcing nudity on this film and doing a cross between we can do a horror movie with blood and gore and nudity and I was like dude did you read the HP Lovecraft reanimator it didn't I didn't even think the the director read the book I think that he just like looked at the cover reanimator that's a cool name read the synopsis ooh that could cool that could be cool Let's add some more blood and gore, take out the racist stuff, and put nudity in it. I was like, okay. So, I would, um, but as far as a book by H.P. Lovecraft uh, with Reanimator, I recommend that. Like, if you're going to read that, it's really good. It's it's racist, but you got to understand, like, the, not, not like, but, but I mean, like, um, within the time frame of, like, H.P. Lovecraft, where he was at in his mindset, I guess, with uh, how his upbringing, I'll just say that. That's what he believed in. I don't believe in that. It's not cool. So if this book is not for you, you probably won't like it. But think of the book um, Lovecraft Country. It deals with racism in that way as well, but tasteful. Like how it really is. And and the book and the TV series are, are really good with the Lovecraft Country and the book. I'll get into details as to why probably in another episode if I get a chance to uh, maybe do a review of the TV show. That's what I've already watched and I can watch again if I want to. But um, anyway, um, I honestly don't like the racism there. It was a time period that they had that, so... And we're at a time where we should be mature 
to not deal with that crap because I dealt with that when I was in Malaysia. And you would think that uh, racism only existed in America. No, it exists all over. There's different types. Because, like, when I was in Singapore and Malaysia, uh, they were the, the, the Chinese were racist towards the Indians and Malay. Like, Malaysians and stuff. Because they had darker skin. They just felt that since they had lighter skin and everything like that, all the Indians and Malays had darker skin normally. And they were the lower class and stuff. They had, like, a caste system, if you will, that. And I hated it when I was there. Like, I loved Singapore and Malaysia when I was serving my LDS mission there. But I hated the racism that I saw there. And it just bothered me. And, yeah. So anyway, off tangent, but um, yeah, again, I give this movie a 3 out of 10 stars because it was probably, that's why I give it like 3 because it's influential, like um, it was based off of a book that I liked, um, but the reason I gave it so low is because they could have done without the nudity and they could have done it in better plot and combine the reanimator with the boyfriend and I think it would be the same story because I felt like they were kind of like the same person but like a duality of each other. One is wanting a girlfriend and the other one is wanting to um, uh, reanimate corpses and yeah. So that's what I'd give on that one and we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to be rolling some dice, or even just going over uh, what I already pre-diced before. So, I'm going to, well, when I come back, I'll tell you what I have pre-rolled for the next film that I'm going to be watching. But also, I'm probably going to roll again to see if I get the same one, or if I do, then that's, that's a sign. But if I get, like, something different, then we'll just go off that. So... We'll be right back and we'll do the roll of the dice and see what our fate is for the next movie that we'll be watching. Okay, I'm back. And last time I talked, uh, we were talking about the review of The Reanimator. And I said that I was going to do one or two things for this next movie that we're going to be watching. So for this next movie that we're going to be watching, I already pre-rolled the dice for it. Kind of. So, but I might roll it again as like a live thing so that you can feel included that, even though I'm going to make the decision by myself when I roll it, but what I rolled, I rolled a 1990s movie. That was going to be like the decade year that we're going to be focusing on. And I rolled a sci-fi movie, like the genre is going to be a, the sci-fi, and the villain was going to be, well, the villain was rolled as a monster, so then I had to roll it again, and I got a robot. So, the three movies that I have in mind is either Omega Doom, which was in the 90s, the, all these movies are in the 90s, because we're going on that uh, decade time period or RoboCop 2 I've already seen RoboCop 1 so I haven't seen RoboCop 2 
or virus. And that one, I forget who's in that one. Oh, I forgot her name. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is in that one. And RoboCop has... I also forgot his name, but he's also well-known for being RoboCop. Yes, I'm a terrible movie buff when it comes to this. If I had, like, my internet browser up right away, I would tell you who it was. You probably already know, and you're, like, yelling at the top of your lungs. of like, it's got to be this guy. You're like, you're right. So if you got that answer right, you're right. I don't know, so it's okay. And then there's Omega Doom, and that one's like close to three hours long. I've seen Omega Doom, but that was years ago, and it's like an apocalyptic world with robots and trying to figure out like what is life, basically, if I remember right. And I, I do remember watching this on like a VHS like, when my uncle, he would be recording some of these movies on, like, they would be premiering on cable TV and would be recording it on VHS and making sure that we don't get any commercials in between, that it was going to be, like, a straight movie. Some commercial would sneak in there, here and there, when you would forget to press the pause button when you're recording the VHSs and stuff. So if you remember that, I did that too. I was like a recording movie fanatic. I'd be like, ooh, this movie's going to be on, so we're going to be recording it. And I would be the one to find like a blank VHS that we we could record the movie. And I would make sure that we had enough hours on the VHS so that we could record the movies. And we'd usually have like two or three movies in the VHS, the, the recording, recorded VHS. So it was really cool to do that. And now we don't do that anymore. I guess some people still do, but it's just like, what's the point of doing it now since everything's digital? So, so those are my options. I can do Omega Doom, Robocop 2, or Virus. And I'm going to let that be a mystery. I'll most likely do Omega Doom, even though I have said that I'm going to do movies that I haven't seen. I might revisit this one to um, because it's a movie that I haven't seen in a long time. So I might not remember the whole premise and why I probably liked it or probably didn't like it. So, yeah, I think I'll just stick with Omega Doom because I think it, you can find it somewhere on like a free streaming service like Tubi or something or Pluto TV. So, yeah, we'll watch Omega Doom for next week. And again, don't forget to uh, support me on Patreon and all the other uh, podcast streaming services that I will have on the link below. And yeah, and I'll keep updating you on the progress of the radio plays. So until then, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is going to be a movie review from Randomosity. So stay tuned, my friends.